Tools from e Reform, and I am here with Meredith Dilamar. Meredith, you want to say hello to everyone? Hello, everybody. So, uh, not a not a whole lot going on in e Reform land. Uh, you know, we do have some really cool things that, unfortunately, I can't really talk about right now because on the tech side, um, we we have some things that are being built. We're kind of moving from what is essentially two platforms to one, and uh, they've been kind of sharing space. And what that's going to do is sort of open us up to the ability to build on that platform in a more rapid way. And so I'm expecting that we'll be able to get at least one and possibly two improvements but i don't want to mention what those improvements are just because i don't want to get people's hopes up so uh, but cool stuff is coming so keep that in mind also we're moving from the old app to the new app that all happened on november 1st my guess is that there will be a graduation period for people that are using the old app uh the only the only thing that I would say is that we're not developing the old app anymore. So uh, it, it's going to come down from the app store. And so, uh, you know, if there's some kind of problem, uh, you're going to ultimately want to move to the new app anyway. So it, it's going to be something that, you know, it's like anything, you know, we have actually had about 1,500 people move over in the last week to two weeks. Mm -hmm. um, and it's it's just a matter of kind of getting comfortable with um you know just the new system you know i think there's probably a few things that that people like um from the old app like the graphs and stuff like that not everybody used them but a few people that did it kind of meant a lot to them we're going to be working on kind of building that type of stuff um the one thing that people don't know this is actually pretty cool um my clients do this a lot where let's say that you get a um, workout from, let's say, Wattify or something, some kind of online service. With the new app, you can upload uh, pictures. Right. So you can actually upload your workout from Wattify to show your coaches without having to write them down in your journal, which, you know, I'm getting a lot from probably three or four of my clients. And I like it. I like to know what they're doing. You know, that it's not necessary, you know, but um, it gives me some idea where their level of intensity is at. Um, I did think of you the other day, though. My my daughter is in Drumline, and Drumline just started, and we had the parent meeting. And Drumline, you know, like winter Drumline goes for about six months, and they prepare ferociously for about three months, and then they do all these competitions. and the drum line that my daughter's involved with is is kind of small. I think they do like a real bad job of recruiting like these new people, you know. Um, I think like you need to get those freshmen and say, hey, look, you get to hang out with these seniors and juniors and you get to be part of the cool kids club. But uh, so the the a lot of the the theatrical part of the drum line it's not like drum and bugle core it's more theatrical right and they all have kind of a floor and they do like a performance while they're playing the drums it's really it's really cool my daughter 
plays the biggest bass drum, which is actually going to come up here in the next um, thing that Meredith and I are going to be talking about. But the the thing starts like real dark, like 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 the presentation, because they 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 start off with like kind of this saying, and then the the um, the actual theme is there's two songs from the greatest showman right? i love the greatest showman and i am so excited at the bass part of the <laughs> uh, what's the what's the uh, what's the song i was going to tell you the the main one the the one that the most popular one this is me that one me yes okay. so this is me has a great um bass solo oh, sure it does yeah, like right in the middle. And so my daughter will be, you know, her and her four other. You know, it's funny because uh, the bass, the way that they kind of move around in the theatrical part, uh -huh. um, they, they like last year they looked like ducks, you know, and there was like the small <laughs> duck and then she'll be the biggest duck. But she is, um, she is uh, by far, I mean, there were women that that did bass drum, but typically it was a smaller bass drum. Mm -hmm. uh, typically, like the big bass drum is like the linebacker looking guy, right? Oh yeah. And and she, you know, she's I don't know, I don't know what my daughter weighs to be honest with you. I think she's probably 120, 130 pounds, but she's like all legs now, you know, <laughs> because because of this this bass drum and her friend who was a little bigger than she was um was the bigger base but she's had kind of some health concerns so so emily's kind of taking this over and i think she's 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 gearing up her food she's realizing that like she's going to need a lot more food to carry this uh so so she's a good eater performer in that regard <laughs> but i'm i'm really excited i can't remember the other the other song from the greatest showman that they're playing but but it starts from like this really kind of dark place where you know, everybody's kind of misfits, and then, you know, it, it lands with that that song. That's awesome. That's a great, I mean, you know, we talked about this at Summer Camp. I love that show. That was one of my favorites, but. Yeah, I know I immediately, when I came home, we have movie night every Tuesday night, and that was the first movie we watched. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 It's great. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I like that. Um, I mean, my, I, I still, I can't get. So actually, if you look at Rotten Tomatoes, um, what was Baz Luhrmann's other? Um, it was what the, I don't know why I can't think of anything today, but the French one. Um, Moulin Rouge? Moulin Rouge and then um, The Great Gatsby. Yeah. Um, I, both of those were like amazing. Moulin Rouge was kind of, you know, widely considered to be amazing. I thought The Great Gatsby was amazing. Right, I thought they were both really, really good. Yeah, I just like the theatrical. You know what's yeah. funny is I don't really like musicals. You, you don't? Know? No, I don't really like musicals, but I like the way he does it. You know, oh. um, I've been a little bit more open to musicals. I mean, like uh, I love Les Mis. Yeah. Um, I love the music from Les Mis. Um, I love, uh, I love uh, Wicked. Um, Wicked. You know, if you look at Late Miz is actually one that sort of defies 
kind of what we're talking about, but the music is so good that it's just hard to tell. Right. Um, but the if you look at like Wicked and then you know all the Baz Luhrmann stuff, there's a lot of theatrical value to it. You know, yeah. you're constantly engaged visually, and and so that is the kind of musicals that I will tend to like. But in general, I don't pick musicals. Um, well, there you go. Um, so the main topic, and we, you know, today's is probably going to be a little bit short. There's not a whole lot to talk about. Uh, one thing that I will mention though is I've done two case studies. I'm going to do another one tomorrow. They're on the Eat to Perform YouTube channel. We've had a lot of people sign up for it, but not so many people have gone on to watch the the case studies, and they're really super cool. These were this same thing that we were doing. We charged ninety nine ninety five for this year. We just wanted more people to see it, right? Right. And so um, I've got another really good one. The first one I did was a a man, right? So I think a lot of women just go, well, it's a man doesn't apply to me, you know. But the general concepts typically do apply, right? Right, absolutely. Um, and so um, so be on the lookout for that. It's just basically YouTube slash Eat to Perform. And, uh, you know, they uh, you, you got to try and ignore all the, the things on the side that are trying to get your attention. Lose 75 pounds in 75 minutes, you know. Uh, <laughs> it's like, oh, my goodness, man. You know, YouTube is uh, – I mean, it's not quite MySpace. Like, remember how, like, MySpace yeah. at the end, it was just so spammy and and just you couldn't uh, – I, you know, I just clicked on a link from um, the Daily Mail in, in the U.K., mm -hmm. uh, and there's just so many videos and so many things loading on the page. I, like, immediately clicked out of it, you know. And, and websites in general are just getting too – you know, spammy with that, especially if they have kind of an old news model, you know? Yeah. Um, but anyway, so getting to the main point. So YouTube, even more, a lot of cool content going up there. Brad's put up some videos. I started doing some walk and talks. I did, I did a couple um, today on the main page on Facebook. So you might want to check those out. Uh, the one that I did was um, on plateauing. The other I also wrote an article on about kind of this idea of always struggling, right? And you'll see people kind of glorifying struggling, right? They're always on the grind, you know, <laughs> and they're always eating clean and they're always focused. And it's like, I'm not, you know, and I, I, I think most people aren't. And I feel like, especially on Instagram, there's kind of this unrealistic standard that's not really helping all that much, right? Oh, I, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, do you, agree. Do, you follow, do you go on Instagram at all? Because I mean, Instagram is is it seems like it seems like everyone's just before and afters all the time, mm -hmm. right? And the best picture in their best moment, and they've all got. Abs on abs, sixteen packs. You right. Know, it's just, it's just I like mean, wow. You know, it feels if it just feels like that's not furthering the discussion very much. Right. I get on Instagram. I mean, I look. I don't. I don't spend a lot of time on there. Um, 
just because I try not to spend a lot of time on social media in general, just cruising. Does that make sense? Like I spent, I, no. I usually have a purpose, but yeah, I feel like there's always that saying, like, don't compare yourself to someone else's highlight reel. Well, that's all Instagram is. Instagram's a highlight yeah. reel. Yeah. It's, and it's not the real stuff. It's just the highlight reels. So uh, yeah, I get that a hundred percent. Well, and the thing that's always interesting to me is that when you talk to someone and they're like, all my friends are doing keto or all my friends are on this new snake diet or you know, all my <laughs> friends are, you know, doing some radical extreme thing. Social media is interesting in that regard because you kind of get to choose what you're interested in, mm -hmm. right? And so if you're getting a lot of that information, it typically means because you're seeking that information out a lot, right? Right. Like, and, and um, you know, same thing, you know, you see that with like political parties right now, you uh, know? Yes. I mean, like, you know, I, I started realizing that every ad I was seeing from was from the same political party, right? And and so you don't really get any diversity of ideas, and it's all based on what you ultimately chose. Or what you search. So you want to? That's funny. You want to know what I see? You want to know what the ads are on my like on my Facebook page and stuff? This might make. Well, you, do, you do realize it will tell some things about you. But go ahead. I know. It's usually workout clothes. <laughs> I get different, um, like for different leggings and different. Oh, yeah. Different workout top series and shoes. Um, yeah, I may have a problem. <laughs> yeah, same with me. Same with me. I, I get the I get the same, you know, the um of course. <laughs> you could be in that commercial, Paul. There's a commercial going around or some phone, all you have to do is turn it over and it like mutes it or silences it or something like that and it won't ring. There's a commercial of all these like like clips of and bloopers of people's phones ringing like in the middle of like a late talk a late night talk show or a, a newscast or a you could be on that video <laughs> yeah I don't, I don't i don't know that i rise to the level of that but uh, <laughs> let me just put my phone on airplane mode so um why don't you go ahead and kind of start the um uh, discussion because the uh something came up this week for you and we've talked about things like this before, um, but why don't, why don't you go ahead and start the discussion? So this is in regards to my daughter. So I've talked about her before. I have a 10-year-old um, daughter. She's in fifth grade. And she, a little bit of history. We just had her, like, um, weighed and measured recently. She's 5'1". She wears a size 10 shoe. She's super tall. She's going to be, they're guesstimating her height still to be between, it'll be like, she'll be 5'9", 5'10". Um, and she, she weighs like 115 pounds. Not unhealthy in any stretch of the imagination. She doesn't look unhealthy. She doesn't, I mean, she's just bigger than the girls in her class and the girls her age. So we're driving to volleyball the other day and she asked me what I thought about being a vegetarian. And I giggled a little bit. I said, well, I couldn't do it because I like meat too much. And that was because I do. I said, but I know a lot of people who are vegetarian and it's, it works for them. And I said, why are you asking? She goes, well, I think I want to try to be a vegetarian. Would you let me try it for a couple of weeks? And I wanted to be really careful how I answered, but I wanted her to give me a reason, I guess, was where 
so I asked her, I'm like, well, why? Tell me why first, why you want to be a vegetarian. And she got, she didn't really say anything. She got kind of, kind of quiet. And she's like, well, um, maybe I could just try it for a week. So she tried to avoid the question. And I, again, I said, well, why do you want to do it? If you, can you give me a reason? And she really couldn't. And if she had said to me, mom, I don't like the thought of eating animals. I don't like I, that just that bothers me. Or if she had come up, if she had even said, I think it's healthier, I would have um, respected that. And I would be all for her trying that. But as we talked a little bit more, what came out is that she wanted to do it to lose weight. And um, that was a concern to me because I know right now, I know Paul, I'm going to say this now, Paul, um, both of your daughters are vegetarian and I'm sure they have the reasons I'd be interested to see what they are and how long they have been. But my concern for her was that in fifth grade, first of all, that she thinks she needs to lose weight. And second, that she would just go to something that for her would be an extreme. Like I'm not saying vegetarian is an extreme thing, but I think for her at this point, it might be a little bit more on the extreme side. And I just, it just kind of bothered me that at this point in her life, that's kind of the direction that she's going. So like you said, my, both my daughters are vegetarians and it's interesting because, you know, we've talked about this before where you do something and you like, for instance, if she had said to you, you know, um, you know, I saw some videos on the unethical treatment of animals right. and things of this nature. Um, I just have to say that I think that, you know, most vegetarians that I know, especially like my oldest daughter, is very in tune to the amount of protein that she gets, the amount right. of uh, micronutrients that she gets. So she's really smart. And most vegetarians that I know um, are very smart about their intake. Um, and I have to say, like, for me, animal protein actually just allows for better better um, expression of my goals and mm -hmm. easier expression of my goals. Right. Uh, if you're a vegetarian, as an example, um, you do have to work a little bit harder related to protein. Right. That, you know, mo most um, I think most good sources will tell you that that um, plant based protein is a little less bioavailable. So you have to have a little bit more. Um, mm -hmm. There's a lot of people that kind of sell you on, um, you know, this idea that that you don't need as much protein because, you know, they're really trying to sell this other agenda. Right. And, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I think you have to kind of you, you use your own little radar there. Right. Mm -hmm. right. And if, if, if you, you know, just doing it because you don't want to meet your protein macronutrients. Right. right. Um, that's probably a bad idea. Um, in terms of like, you know. What I think happens for a lot of people is you'll see people that go low carb. Right. And they're like, you know, I just feel like my body works better on fat. No, you don't. You don't know that. You don't, you don't, you know, it's not saying that there aren't 
instances where that might work a little bit better, but that's not the primary reason why you're doing it, right? right? You're, you're, the primary reason is not because you think that your body responds better to fat. The primary reason is that carbohydrates have water. The second part of the word is hydrate, right? right. Same, thing, same thing with vegetarian, um, where you know, if the idea, and oh, by the way, just so you know, and I mean, this is something that uh, maybe your daughter would 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 like to know or not. I can tell you this, mm -hmm. um, your daughter is going to be inundated with vegetarian stuff for the rest of her teenage years. Like I, w I went to um, one of the music festivals where I was chaperoning my daughter and one of her friends. And I mean, it was, it was brutal. The, the, the videos that they were showing and, and, you know, really trying to scare a lot of these kids into being vegetarians. And I think that there's a lot of really good reasons to be a vegetarian. You know, we used to do meatless Mondays on Eat to Perform. So we're not anti-vegetarian by any stretch of the imagination. And we but, have a lot of we have a lot of members that are vegetarian i mean we do and that's the idea of doing something for the side effect yes right? that's and so that's yeah. what concerns me that was my concern the whole time and especially at such a young age and getting into that i mean it'd be the same thing if she came to me and said i want to try keto or i want to try low you know what i mean just that extreme um mindset not extreme but that for that result i guess is a better i'm just gonna, I'm just gonna tell you as, as, first of all yeah become a vegetarian is like the worst weight loss strategy ever i'll tell you <laughs> about that in just a second but the other thing that i wanted to talk about first was fasting is the same thing as far as as far as you know right now fasting solves everything right that's the new <laughs> thing that solves everything and 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 the very next week it, it's going to be the leaf diet and the nail diet <laughs> just all these things that everybody's constantly moving the cheese right. um so let me tell you kind of what happened with my daughters right off the bat because my approach was different than yours um in general i i had no aversion to um, them be, being vegetarians at all, right? right. So um, for the most part, we just uh, just said yes. Okay. There's no question in my mind that there was some thought process related to weight and diet and, and things like that. Um, when you're first starting off as a vegetarian, you just eat more macaroni and cheese. Right. You just eat eat more Taki. Like my daughter was running through like tons and tons of Takis, you know, yeah. which if you're familiar with Takis, they're, they're like, you know, full of sodium calories are through the roof, you know? And so there's a lot of obese vegetarians. Let me just put it to you that way. I mean, like, right. you know, it, you can get a lot of, you know, a lot of calories from nuts, from from olives, all of these things that are are, are vegetarian. And which, so, go ahead. Which honestly is the conversation I had with her. I told her that I would have, I would be concerned about her getting enough protein, like you had mentioned. That would be a concern of mine. 
And then I said what happens is a lot of time people just start, they eat so much of some of these other things and it's not a good weight loss strategy. So I actually did bring that up, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Well, yeah, no, I mean, like for my daughters, um, it took them a while to kind of, you know, I did have the discussion with them, you know, the same discussions that you have. Like we had a dog and we were like, if we're going to get a dog, you guys are walking that dog. And of course I'm walking the dog nonstop. So, <laughs> so there's always this, this thought process, but actually they, they are pretty much in charge of their meals. I told them that they had to take it serious. Like I said, my oldest is a lot better at it than my youngest. My youngest uh, does go into periods where she does not have plans for what she's going to eat. Um, and especially going into drumline this year, you know, we've had a reminder to kind of take it serious, but you know, she doesn't take it serious. Um, she, she, she will run into like blood sugar issues and things like this on occasion. And, you know, we'll do whatever it takes to kind of help her through those moments. But for my daughters, they're both into grocery shopping. We go to Trader Joe's every Tuesday and uh, Emily has not been able to go. That's my youngest that does the drum line because she's just busy with after school activities. It, she she was joining in and she, you know, she would go to Trader Joe's and get all this great food. And then now all of a sudden, you know, She's not getting us a list because she, you know, it just takes Busy. time to think of it. So, you know, she she could be a little bit more serious about her intake. But both of my girls are are, um, you know, super good related to health. They're conscious of of moving. You know, um, like I said, Emily is a national level, um, you know roller skating person um she actually has a job at the roller skating rink and really? we always yeah we always talk about her owning that roller skating rink someday um and i mean it was so funny because she is so adored by everybody at skateville mm -hmm. that you know they put up a post for the job and she didn't know whether or not somebody had taken the job because it had been three weeks since the post had been up. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, hopefully no one else did because if if they did, they're going to be fired because I know oh, no. they will get rid of anybody to get you in there. And uh, it's just so funny because she's she's so good in the way that she thinks about things. Like, like as an example, she... Um, she is in charge of all the food at Skateville and like collecting it and putting it together and stuff like this. So all the, there's like three people with them and they all have diner names. Right. Okay. And, and so, um, they, uh, you know, they'll do things like, I, I'm trying to think that they, they had, they had a saying for pizza. And if it was a small pizza, it was a scooter. And then when the person, you know, they all have like diner names like Flo and Alice, you know, like from the show. Yeah. And, um, so when they, they order the pizza, like a small piece of pizza, the person that 
that is fulfilling the order goes, that's amore. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so so she kind of makes things fun, right? That's and she, oh, she's so awesome in that regard. And and she she's she's a real good kid with drumline too, because oh. she knows that, you know, I, I I've told all the kids, um, because you kind of get to know the kids and you get to know the families. And they're all the kind of kids that you would want your kids to know. That's great. Right? Yeah. And and uh, and I was just like, look, you know, you make sure you let those freshmen know that they're welcome because you guys need those people so your band gets bigger. You right. know. But um, but yeah, I think it is something to be sensitive. I, I if if I was if you put money on it, mm-hmm. right? If we were betting. I would say that your daughter's going to be vegetarian within two years. Once again, Instagram, social media, Snapchat, there's a lot of pressure. It's kind of interesting because, like, you know, how DJ Khaled is now Weight Watchers, right? Right. Um, what was DJ Khaled right before Weight Watchers? He was vegetarian. Well, yeah. and honestly, if she came to me with some, you know, reason besides just losing weight, I would be willing, you know, I'm not against her trying. I'm not like, I don't have a problem with that. Again, we'd have to talk like you did. We'd have to talk about her being con, uh, you know, conscious of like her protein intake and her, um, what are you laughing at? <laughs> well, you took advantage of your 10 year old, right? So, so, yeah, so your, your 10 year old still telling you the truth. When my daughters went vegetarian, they were 13. They were already smart enough to know how to manipulate dad. Yeah. So if, if I'd asked them that question and they said, yeah, I want to lose weight, you know, um, they know that they would not end up being vegetarian. Right. right. So, so, yeah, I they, did. They, she's just cool. not. She just doesn't have that gear yet. What I finally ended up telling her, and I, I, I mean, I think you never know. I just, I don't want. It's so difficult, and I think that as parents, I hope this will resonate with most people. I guess is that as parents, it's really hard when your your kids because you don't want to do anything first that's going to, um, you know, start them thinking one that they need to lose weight or that they need to be on a diet or they need to, you know, these things. You don't want to start disordered eating at a young age. You want to you know, but address their concerns as well. Does that make sense? But not put them on a bad path. You don't have, you don't have teenage girls, not right? Yet. Right. Um, you know, there is nothing but eating disorders at high right. school. I know. Right? There's nothing but all of this dysmorphia type stuff going on, and it's 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 sad. It is. Um, I don't and- know. The in ways though, it can be a little positive, right? Like body diversity is is a little bit more accepted, right? I think that when I was in high school, it felt like there was the cool kids and the uncool kids, and I probably felt like the uncool kid. But it was like the first start of like these niches, mm-hmm. you know. Now there's a niche for everything, right? There's the German club kids, there's the chess kids, there's the drumline kids, there's the football team, there's the volleyball team. And so everyone's sort of cool in their own way, right? But um, certainly both of my children, you know, uh, they have friends with eating disorders, you know, um, 
there, and, there's definitely, I've heard a lot of talk, you know, um, yeah. that I don't know that I would have heard if I had boys. Yeah. And I, like I said, so my biggest thing is I just don't want her to start, start her on a path to that dis disordered eating. So what we talked about is that we could, you know, sit down and really make sure that she understands healthy choices of food, you know, and may understands that just eating better and eating well and also at the same time being active, you know, really because volleyball's getting ready to wrap up. We won't start again until the spring. And so um, I've got her interested in doing a couple other things that will just keep her active. And I kind of told her I, I just what I said, this is how I said it. I said, you I, you do not need to lose weight. I said, if you start because um, her and my son both have a really bad habit their snacking issue after school is just they they it could use some help I mean to be honest they will come home from school and just eat and eat and eat till I get home but um, I said if you start eating a little bit better making better choices and be more active I said as a side effect you might lose a little bit of weight and if you do that's okay but you don't I don't want her thinking she needs to lose weight she's not overweight and um so we kind of talked about that. It ended well. If, like I said, if she comes back to me in a couple, you know, whenever and says, I, I really want to be a vegetarian because I don't like the cruel treatment of animals or whatever, I'm not against vegetarianism. I, you know, I want to make that really clear. But what I'm, what I'm, what worried me about the whole conversation is just the fact that at such a young age, just that thought, I, I don't know. Does that make sense that it could, I just don't want it to leave disordered eating at such a young age. Well, I think some of it is, you know, I mean, your daughter's in volleyball, you mm -hmm. know, what other things that she is she doing or is she consuming kind of what we talked about with this social media of these false body images and, and things of that nature. And so that's probably something to look at but you you're never going to get around that you know i i just from experience that you know you have to sort of set the example i mean one of the things that's sort of interesting because you know my wife's five three you know she's a swedish farm girl she's not like you know um small by any means right she's never been concerned about her weight you know i mean she's managed weight here and there um but my daughters have my body type and then um my body my wife's body type is very different from them now there's there's parts where it shows up in each of them but in general, they have more of my aesthetic. And what I think is sort of interesting is how into my wife I am mm -hmm. in front of them, right? And I think that, uh, you know, I don't, I, they would have never ever heard me say anything negative nor would i really have anything negative but it, you know every now and again you, you say something stupid you right. know we all um but they would have never heard anything unloving you know related to my wife you know um she hasn't gone through like these big you know cycles but i you know there was a picture i remember 
a while back that kind of came up and I was like, wow, I didn't even, I don't ever remember you looking like that, you know? Um, Cause I just always kind of, you know, day to day you don't see changes anyway, right? No. But for the most part, you know, you, you're kind of always looking at people with the lens related to, you know, um, you know, a lens of love, right? Right, and, right. And I think the biggest gift that I give my daughters on a daily basis is just really being into my wife, you know? Yeah. And, you know, showing affection to my wife, um, kissing her on the neck or on the ear or something like that in front of my kids, you know, um, they know that if they say, ooh, or, you know, kind of make a joke about it, that it's, it's going, we're, it's going harder, right? <laughs> you know, um, That's great. Because, That's great. because, you know, secretly when they're saying, ooh, they're really meaning, thank you. Thank you for loving my mom, you yeah. know? Um, and, uh, you know, you have to really work at that stuff. You know, we've talked about that on a few podcasts, but you know, day to day, day to day, it gets to be difficult just kind of, kind of dealing with that. But I think a lot of the, um, you know, it's sort of hard to view things through the lens of, you know, pot body positivity and stuff like that if you don't see both role models in that regard yeah right and that am on i was just gonna say oh yeah yeah i agree and i think that that's the hardest thing just as um as parents that we don't portray that even on ourselves you know i mean i know it's been we've talked about it before it's been talked about before but if i'm always picking apart the things that i don't like about myself you know and then and I, I don't do this anymore. I used to, but she, and hoping she was, you know, she was so much younger then. But um, if I'm picking things apart about myself that I don't like, well, then she could look at herself and be like, well, I look just like mom. So if she doesn't like this or that, then I don't like that, this or that either. And I think that, yeah. I think that that's something as adults and, and parents we have to be very cognizant of that um, leading by example, you know, and being active and, you know, making good choices, but not being super strict either because you don't want to, because that can blow back the other way, you know, if you're just super, like you said, on that struggle bus all the time, eating clean all the time and doing this and this all the time, like that'll blow back the other way too, where. Neither of my daughters technically work out. Yeah. Right. You know, Alice, um, she's got, she's got a job at the uh, Goodwill and mm -hmm. that keeps her really active. You know, she's on her feet, you know, She's in college right now. She she actually mm -hmm. goes um, to the University of Minnesota Crookston, but it's it's online, mm -hmm. right? So she has a you know she'll she can basically do her schoolwork whenever she wants to. So she has this little job that's like you know twenty to twenty five hours a week that keeps her active. Usually she will. Um, it's just it's just so easy to kind of manage things when you're 18. Um, I did want to say one thing that was interesting about your snacking comment, because school food is atrocious in the United States. It and is. It is something that really bothers me, um, especially knowing, like, if you want to Google 
what kids in Finland eat or what kids in France eat, you know, you would see much more of an emphasis on quality of food. Right. And and quantity of food, right? Like, you know, and when you look at the, the food being served in cafeterias, one, a lot of kids don't necessarily like it. If right. they do like it, it, it's usually not, um, there hasn't been a lot of thought put into it. Uh, the nutrient value is, is, is very low. So when your kid comes home, what are they going to crave? They're yeah, they're not craving chicken and kale. They're, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're craving, you know, um, Doritos and Gatorade, you know, right. or, or something of that nature. Yeah. I know, you know, when I was in high school, like I, I've talked about it before, my habits um, were not great. You know, mm-hmm. it's funny, though, because like my oldest daughter, Alice, mm-hmm. um, who, like I said, is really smart about, you know, the way that she's a vegetarian. But she kind of she kind of early on when she was a vegetarian, you know, just ate things that that weren't yeah. animal. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that was not the best approach for her. But it's so funny because when I left New Orleans, you know, I, I my weight was probably a little bit up, but I mean I was I was a small dude. I was like 145, something like that. And there's mm-hmm. a picture of me and my wife that I post quite a bit of when we were when I was, I think I might have been 20, she would have been 19. And um I am real thin because, you know, all those foods that I could just go home and eat and M&Ms and Doritos and stuff like this, when you are, you know, kind of providing your own food and stuff like this, you don't want to waste it on things that, you know, um, didn't provide you some manner of nutrients. I don't, I don't actually remember eating that much, to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. Like when I was when I was probably 20, um, you know, there was a period actually right after I met my wife where I, I had started this business with some the other people that I knew here in Minnesota. And I mean, we we were out of cash like all the time. So. Uh, there was definitely a period where if I ate at all on a day, it was mm-hmm. it was like a good day, you know, yeah. um, just because I didn't have any money. And it actually got so bad, you know, mm-hmm. I was trying to struggle through this business at, at 20, 19 and 20. And, uh, you know, that I went I went to the Salvation Army, you know, someone someone was like, look, dude, you got to you got to eat some food, you know? I mean, the only, the only food that I was eating on a daily basis was we lived above, above this cafeteria. And if the owner wasn't there, one of the waitresses was kind of cool with me and my business partner. And so she would feed us, you know, but if the owner was there, we didn't eat that day, you know? Um, so it it was, it was kind of brutal. Um, but but I went to, um, you know, what we're talking about is, if, for people that don't know, is um, 
that was kind of the early parts of me being an alcoholic. And of course, all the things that they, they would tell you not to do, of course, I was breaking all those rules. Starving all day long would definitely not be one of the things that would be positive, right? Right, right. And so, uh, you know, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, I'm going to take you to my home meeting because I know you don't really have kind of a home meeting. He's like, and you just tell people your story. And it was interesting because my friend was African-American. I was the only white dude in this home group. <laughs> and uh, um, it was the only AA meeting that I've ever been in where people talk back. Um, oh. And uh, I mean, I ended up being like the topic for that day. And, and you know, they talked me into to going to the Salvation Army. Um, I uh, got out of the business, you know, within a week, um, cause it was just going nowhere, you know, right. and, um, you know, you, you try to struggle through those tough times and, and in theory, you think of what, you know, would come after, but sometimes you got to learn to cut bait. And later on in life, I, I did learn to, to cut bait, but there's still times where that becomes difficult. And then, uh, probably within, six to eight weeks I, I met my wife so i was still real thin um from those moments you know but i i got in a job and and met my wife and and really kind of that was when you know my life had started to turn around but then you know my wife really changed all that yeah so yeah that was kind of one of those stories yeah so uh i'm just trying to think there's just not a lot going on you know, uh, if if you have any friends that are looking, this is a great time to sign up for Eat to Perform. Oh, yeah. Um, we, we've had a lot of open spots, so uh, that's not always the case. And uh, we're just getting ready for January 1st and, you know, kind of making sure that all the systems are ready. We're kind of expecting a lot more people than normal um, just because, you know, in general, we're getting some signals that the message is resonating with people and stuff like that. So yep. that's it for me. Yeah. Uh, anything for you or do you just want to say goodbye? No, I mean, I don't. That was just kind of the big thing that came up in our house this week. And it was just, a, just something we decided to talk about. But, yeah, no, we're good. Last yeah. week. <laughs> Mike's All right. Well, everybody being here and uh, we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye.